0: Hey, it's Brian Boyle. I wanted to put in before the actual podcast that I do end up misquoting Franklin D. Roosevelt. I put uh, I said Theodore Roosevelt in here as the uh, and and I misquoted. You know, I said something about the uh, uh, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Uh, so I get that wrong. Um, I'm also talking about uh, the balaclavas, the face mask, and and you know you'll hear that. Uh, and I'm wanting to say balaclava. Uh, I'm not talking about the uh, the N95 respirators. I'm not talking about actual. Like uh, respiratory face masks. Okay. Uh, you know, leave those for the sick, leave those for the folks that are actually needing them that uh, that may be contagious. So, just kind of a, a show note, but hopefully you enjoy the rest of the podcast. And if you need anything, reach out to me, Brian, B R I A N, at company5k. That's the number 5k.com. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Hey, everyone. This is Brian Boyle, the host of run ageless, run painless. And I appreciate you being here today. We're gonna talk to you about COVID-19 uh... viruses in general what it means for the running community what happens when your race gets canceled this spring what is the uh... you know what is the runner supposed to do during all of this time and so much more but uh... but first i want to thank you for being here you are at run ageless run painless this is a uh... A community that is designed for the older runners right the runners that are uh, into the masters ages you know forty and above uh, if you have not already been here before and this is the first time you're checking in because you saw the topic, I welcome you and you know, appreciate you being here. And if you have not, I would encourage you to go back to the very first episode. Take a listen. You can also listen to um, you know the trailer that we have, who this is for, what this is all about. I don't put out content religiously. All right. Let's just say uh, I'm not a uh, you know a once a week kind of guy. It, it comes with the topic. I enjoy teaching. Uh, it definitely is something that I told you I would bring value to each one of these interactions. So hopefully you're going to grab some value from this today and a lot of it is just my thoughts so uh, as always I appreciate you being here if you have come back from before and you've been waiting for the material I do get lots of emails from people and uh, they you know, they have lots of questions um, you know thanks thanks for being here the email if you need to get a hold of me is brian b-r-i-a-n at company 5k that's the number 5k.com and I'll be happy to get back to you uh, it may take 24 hours or so but I always get back to everybody so Without further ado, COVID nineteen that is the uh, that is the most recent topic that everyone is concerned about. Rightfully so. Um, need to be afraid? No, but concerned about? Absolutely. Right. Um, you know, this is the uh, the healthcare professional in me talking. And you know, the biggest thing that we can fear is fear itself. To quote uh, the U.S. president, you know, from many many years ago, uh, Theodore Roosevelt. I believe that's who uh, who told us that. So what is going on with COVID-19? Yes, it is a virus. Yes, there's lots of stuff going on. Uh, people are getting it. Uh, it's pretty contagious. Not as contagious as some of other diseases, some of the other viruses. Um, there is certainly some fear that it'll uh, put a, you know, a uh, demand on the healthcare care system. Uh, it certainly did in China that's a communist government it certainly uh, is in italy that is a socialized medicine uh you know medicine for all kind of climate completely different than in the united states so if you're listening from beyond you know that uh, it's not that i'm i'm you know downplaying the severity of this issue people will probably contact me and say oh my gosh you're you're downplaying this here here's the reality right is that yes while it is bad and yes it is killing some people okay there are a lot of other things that are out there killing people we're all gonna die okay and, and this isn't meant to be funny okay but that is the reality right I, I think uh, you know healthcare workers typically have a different viewpoint it's not to sound harsh uh you know I'll never forget my uh, my my brother's first wife had cystic fibrosis and you know he was flat out told by her father she's gonna die he's a urologist he understood okay? She had cystic fibrosis. She's going to die. Now, we could bat around and say, oh my gosh, we don't want her to die. Oh my gosh. You know, we don't want people to die from COVID-19. Well, if COVID-19 doesn't kill you, something else will. So, unfortunately, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but, you know, we're all going to die, all right? Whether it's COVID-19 or whether it's getting hit by a car while we're out running, um, you know, something is going to get us. So, we can either live in fear or we can get the facts, all right? So, COVID-19 is certainly spread among people. Well, what happens in races, right? Races, runners get together. Same thing with the flu, same thing with the common cold. Yes, the severity is a little bit different. Yes, that you know, the numbers, they say you can't, you know, you can't compare it to the common flu, you can't compare it to the common cold, um, you know, meningeal, viral meningitis, you know, breaks out uh, very similar, um, H1N1, you know, very similar what we're seeing is a a little bit different and and maybe a little bit of an overreaction because we have 24-7 news, because we have constant things at our fingertips that you can get access to, right? Many moons ago, it took us months, days, years, uh, you know, to get the information. It took us, uh, you know, a week before anybody knew what was going on the week before, right? So fear wasn't able to be spread as easily. Now, To get to the point about runners, okay? What does this matter to you? There's a lot of races. If you had a race this spring, it likely got canceled, right? Especially in, you know in the United States, um, you know. But it sounds like the London Marathon's canceled. It sounds like Boston's. Well, let's say postponed. Okay. Uh, a lot of the smaller races are uh, are being canceled just because they're not going to be able to fit into the race calendar. As a uh, as a former race director myself, um, this would be a killer for, you know, your budget for your finances as a race director. I'm not sure how many of these guys survive. Uh, You know, I'm going to imagine that the race directors that have multiple races may be able to survive based on the fact that if they've already ordered certain things, they may be able to use them again. Okay. Um, But I can tell you that the cost of running a race is exponentially higher, uh, you know, and in certain geographic areas that, uh, um, you know, it's even more than it was many years ago, and the reason being is that everybody wants their swag, everyone wants their t-shirt, everybody wants their, uh, their medal, Uh, you know, you've got to have, uh, you know, police escorts, so that costs money, you've got to shut down the city permits, um, you know, food, if there was going to be food there, all these things, it'll be interesting to see how many of these races survive after this, um, you know. If you did not have a race, well, then you're lucky, right? And, you know, you may be wondering, how am I going to, you know, continue on, uh, you know, running as normal, and we'll get to that in a second. But, uh, you know, if you had a race this this spring, if your race is fortunate enough to be postponed or fortunate enough to, you know, kind of be able to come back the following year, here's the deal, right? Uh, you know, I never ran Boston because I was never able to stay race basically uh, and keep the number of training days up that I needed to, that I could get in in the summer and fall to qualify, qualified for Boston many times, right? Never ran it because I just couldn't get out in the winter. My body didn't react to the winter quite as well. Okay, I couldn't run on an indoor track, couldn't run on a treadmill. I just mentally, uh, it was not for me. I, I get it, right? People can tell me whatever, uh, and I, and I'm, you know, if you can run on a treadmill and you can run 20 miles, then that is more power to you. I can't. I know my limitations. I can't. I tried it, just couldn't do it. Stopped at 13 miles. That was the most I ever ran on a treadmill. So, if you're like that, you know what I mean, right? There's certain people that, uh, you know, I lived in the Northeast in, in the United States. It was always cold, uh, you know, cold up until about the time that you could get out to run in uh, in March and April uh, consistently and right when Boston Marathon was happening. So didn't ever work out for me. Here's the here's the thing. I'm seeing that uh, Boston's probably going to get moved to September. Um, you know, seeing London's going to get moved, uh, you know, maybe to October, now you got more time to train, right? That uh, you know you, you you can shorten the curve. You can say, hey, you know what? My training was going to start ramping up here, uh, you know, or maybe it did ramp up since Boston was supposed to be uh, you know run uh, in a, you know in a few weeks here. Um, you know, again, now you got more time to train. I wouldn't look at it as a bad thing. Okay, I think you. I think the majority of people are going to actually welcome this. Uh, I think, unfortunately, uh, you know, maybe maybe lots of people uh, decide that they like Boston better in September because I think a lot of folks that run in Boston are going to have PRs. They're going to they're going to get better training in through the summer, the spring, the summer, and into that early fall, and then they're going to go. Well, how come we can't have Boston every year in September? Well, it hadn't ever been run September. Yeah, but how can not we can't do it that now, right? And I think there's going to be a big call for that, which is going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. I think Boston, uh, you know, London, uh, you know, again, maybe, uh, maybe a little different uh, in that October time frame. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe again, people get better training through, you know, maybe a lot of these, uh, you know, these uh, these folks that have been uh, international training, and, you know, maybe they've been sitting in the uh, uh, Southern Hemisphere and, uh, you know, unable to come in, uh, um, you know, into the, uh, you know, into the winter months or the, the spring months here in the in the States and, and in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, maybe they don't have to travel as much, right? And that and that may be seen as a good thing. And, and uh, so I think there's going to be a lot of change. So I think you've got to be flexible, right? So the, the point is you've got to be flexible in all of this, right? That you change your training based on the ideology that you're going to prepare for your best race no matter what okay um you know if you know that you're not gonna be able to train for it like i wasn't able to train for it in the winter months while well, i never trained for it because it wasn't going to be my best race okay and then no harm no foul there's no point in getting you know crazy about this stuff sending nasty letters to the race director, saying well how come you can't do this you know the government's you know shutting everything down it is what it is so Let's fast forward now that, uh, you know, if you're not racing, so you can get to the point where if we're not racing, what should we still be doing? We should still be running, okay? Uh, getting outdoors, uh, you know, is, is always the best thing. We could always use more fresh air. We could always use the stress release from running. Now, why is it, uh, why is it no different, okay? You know, no different in that if you are exhibiting symptoms of, of whatever, Okay. Um, you know, fever shouldn't run. If you have a cough, uh, it doesn't get any worse while you're running, you know, you're okay. If you don't have COVID-19, um, you know, and you're not self quarantined and you feel like you can run again, anything from like the neck up, right? You know, if, if you have congestion in the head, you know, have got sinuses draining this allergy season for, for a lot of us in the United States right now okay, uh, it, it's starting to, you know, blossom, and, and you have buds coming out on trees, and, you know, you can hear it in my voice, I've got allergies, I've had allergies for the last, you know, I'll be 45 this year, for the last 44 years, right, uh, you know, and that's just, you know, as my parents said, I was born allergic, right, that's just the way it is, so every spring, you know, you'll hear this in my voice, it's allergies, um, So the thing with the allergies is that, you know, anything from the neck up, okay, you're able to run. If it starts getting down into the chest and you start having to have issues with breathing, okay, probably should not be running. Now again, do I like telling people not to run? No, but it's from a practical standpoint, um, you know, your body needs to heal. Okay, and taxing it on the running probably not the best idea, especially if you've got certain workouts if you were gonna be going out and doing tempo run uh, you know long slow distance may be a little different all right, but you know the tempo runs, the uh, intervals, those sorts of things probably not the best idea to be taxing the body at that point. now again, with all that being said, you've got to know your body you've got to be able to understand what your body does and how it reacts to things as long as you're not contagious all right. You should be out running. Does that mean that you go join the local run that uh, the group? I see a lot of groups are canceling. Probably not. That's the beautiful thing about running is that running can be done very individually. If you're very concerned, you could put a, you know, kind of, um, you know, a, a, uh, I was going to say a, a face mask but I'm talking about the bak- the uh, uh, the balaclavas okay I almost said baklava, uh, you know that's that's where my mind is this uh this fine day uh the balaclavas okay you can put a you know kind of a face mask up um, you know to help with the breathing the uh, you know especially if you depending on where you're living still may have some cold air that uh, you know getting in the lungs sometimes that does hurt a little bit if you've uh, you know if you've been getting over some sort of uh, you know respiratory issue um you know, so again, there's there's lots of ways that you can minimize it. Probably now's the time to uh, to minimize the snot rocketing and the uh, the spitting. Um, you know, I get lots of sinus issues that uh, you know, I'm I'm one of those folks that uh, that is guilty. I try to uh try to get it off the beaten path, so to speak, into the uh, into the bushes, uh, you know, wherever somebody's not going to be likely to touch it. And you can say whatever it is, and you can say it's gross, whatever. I mean, it is, um, but better out than in a Shrek always says, right, the, uh, uh, you know, the reality of it is, is that, uh, you know, try to, try to be mindful, okay, don't be spitting, don't be, you know, snot rocketing, uh, you know, into an area where people are going to be, all right, you know, this is, this is good hygiene, good etiquette, always, it doesn't have to be around COVID-19, like, you know, here's a, uh, here's a, uh, um, you know, here, here's a memo, right? There's going to be another virus. There's going to be another something. Okay, there's going to be something else. Uh, there's always going to be something, okay, that we could say, well, we could sit in our house, we could be fearful of. Okay, spoiler alert, that, right? That uh, um, but the. But these are things that you should be doing on a daily basis. When you get back from a run, you should be washing your hands. Folks, we should be washing our hands, I don't know, Fifty, hundred times a day, I can't tell you how many folks I've talked to that say, "Well, I wash my hands," you know, like after I go to the bathroom, or don't wash their hands after they go to the bathroom, but they wash their hands when they're dirty, and visibly dirty, which could be once or twice a day, maybe none. Right? You know, I talked to a I talk to a patient. And he says, "Yeah, I wash my you know I wash my hands a couple times a day now. I know I never used to." What? Now the healthcare worker, the, the physical therapist, in me, says, "That's gross." <laughs> I can't believe them. You know, I'm shaking hands with all these people. I you know, I wash my hands i mean to the point where my hands, you know, I I uh you know, I have basically bought stock into a hand lotion company for how much, you know, hand lotion I use because of how often I wash my hands. But this is just the norm. Right, that's the norm of, of my life. So I would encourage you to wash your hands. Use the uh, the soap, the water. Uh, you know the twenty seconds, which is recommended. Scrub the fingertips inside the fingers. Uh, you know these are these are things that you know you, you get practice in. Um, you know, but but we should be washing our hands from day one. So using common basic sense, uh, you know hygiene. Um, you know if you don't feel great don't go around other people don't call up your your uh, your friends your mates uh, you know whoever and say hey let's go for a run i'm feeling terrible but i still need to run okay because that's just the psychology in me uh you know don't go right the the, the runner you know the, the runner uh, brain is sometimes going after that high that the euphoria the uh, the stress release uh then unfortunately it's uh, it's not always great, uh, you know, to to listen to that, uh, you know, even when you're sick or when you're injured. But uh, that's what gets it through. So that's it. I am uh, I am glad that uh, that you were listening. Thank you so much. I couldn't do this without you. Um, again, if you need anything, I'm here, Brian B R I A N at company five k. That's the number five kcom Like the race, the five k. There's my uh, there's my dog. He's telling you that uh, uh, he's thankful that you're here. I've got an English bulldog. Uh, you can hear him in the background. Um, but I am thankful. If you need anything, please reach out. As always, do not go hurting yourself to come back. And until next time, we'll see you again. Thanks.